Welcome back to the Jefferson Exchange. I'm Angela Decker. On the ground floor, host Cynthia Schur speaks with regional entrepreneurs about their businesses and how they got started. Today, Cynthia goes down the track with Eric Smith, owner of Microtrain's line company in talent, about manufacturing tiny trains and equipment to help hobbyists run miniature railroads. This is Cynthia Schur with The Ground Floor, JPR's segment on entrepreneurial businesses in the state of Jefferson. Today, we're visiting with Eric Smith, president and CEO of Microtrains, manufacturer of N and Z scale trains in Talent, Oregon. The Ground Floor last interviewed Eric in February 2018, and that was just shy of their 45th anniversary, and now they've celebrated their 50th anniversary. So welcome, Eric. Thank you, Susan. It's a, a delight to be here. As I said, I noticed that you've just celebrated your 50th anniversary, so congratulations on that. A lot of small businesses have a lot of steps to go through to make it for 50 years. Yeah, exactly, as did we. I'm sure, I'm sure. So how did what did Microtrains do to celebrate its 50th anniversary? Well, the 50th anniversary was uh, last year, calendar 2022, and we had a lot of fun things going on. Uh, one was we came up with our own 50th anniversary logo that we used uh, throughout our, our business operations and letterhead and website and such. Uh, we also had a contest. <clears throat> we have a mascot, and he's called Micro Mouse, and he's a, a caricature of a, of a mouse, and he uh, wears uh, train conductor garb, engineer garb. And we had a contest where, similar to Finding Waldo, I believe it was, we, where we would Waldo? offer to consumers... Yeah. Uh, a, a small, about a 10-inch tall uh, cardboard cutout, and the contest was modelers were encouraged to set up um, Micro Mouse on their layout, their model train layout, or maybe when they were out rail fanning, whatever they wanted to do, take a photo and then send it to us. And then uh, each quarter of calendar 2022, we would select what we consider to be the winning photo, photo contest. And then we have the ability to take uh, a picture and with four-color process technology, print that on the side of a car, and it was a one-off car that was awarded to the winner of the given calendar quarter. So that was part of the celebration. We also uh, developed our own uh, railroad, which is referred to as the Medford Talent and Lake Creek Railroad, MTNL. Rewind us all the way back to the beginning. So what started Microtrains? Microtrains actually started technically, if you will, before World War II. My late father-in-law, along with his twin brother, they uh, had a passion for model railroading ever since they were little tykes, five years old. And then also they, uh, as a vocation, they were engineers and machinists, and they combined uh, those two loves, if you will, and they came up with what's referred to as the magnetic coupling system. The coupling system, or couplers, are what are at each end of a rail car and locomotive that hook the cars together to make the train. And what set them apart is they came up with a hands-free working coupler where a model railroader, regardless of the size of their layout, they could couple and uncouple cars and trains anywhere they wanted to. And that revolutionized the world of model railroad in, in all scales. And I often, uh, to describe how big a deal this was in our fun little industry, they were to model railroading what Wrigley's is to gum. Then after a number of years moving up and down the West Coast, they came up here to Medford, Oregon in 1953, and they set up shop down on Grape Street in Medford, for those who are familiar with downtown Medford. And then in 1993, we moved here to Talent, where we're uh, here today. Oh, fascinating. And did other manufacturers of model trains imitate the coupler, or is this something that was patented that only microtrains could do? 
Uh, initially, it was patented, so it was it was just ours. And then over time, unless you can make a, a really dramatic change in the design or the operation of something, in this case, the couplers, uh, then the patent will run out. And they had they were just spot on. The, the coupling system works flawlessly, and there really wasn't any improvement or changes needed. So as a result, uh, that's a good thing in terms of a, a tried and true product. But also the patents did run out. And there are today a number of, of uh, knockoffs, as we call them, knuckle couplers. But uh, uh, thankfully, and just for the record, none of which work flawlessly and routinely. They they have their foibles, their challenges, if you will. So we still are set apart from the others who have knuckle couplers. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your innovations over the last 50 years after the couplers really helped launch uh, a successful niche business? Uh, Certainly. Um, One of the initial innovations, and it was long before my time, is with the N-scale cars, and N-scale is 1 to 160 ratio. Uh, A 40-foot boxcar is about 4 inches in length in N-scale, and it stands off the rail about an inch, and it's about uh, not quite an inch in width. And so that gives you a kind of an image of of what N-scale model trains are. They're pretty small. And uh, one of the first innovations was, uh, in, in spite of how small they were, uh, Keith Edwards, that's my uh, father-in-law, late father-in-law, uh, they were able to design and tool and then manufacture the model trains that had operating doors, uh, see-through roof walks, um, all the detail that you would expect in larger size model trains, all the way down to end scale. And so there again, it really set them apart, and the, the micro trains line of end scale rolling stock became the, um, the the gold standard, if you will. In fact, one of our very early um, themes was uh, the Cadillac of N-Scale. And you also make Z-Scale, is that correct? And how, how, how does do. Z-Scale compare to N-Scale? Z-Scale, that is the smallest scale size of model trains uh, available anywhere. And that uh, is ratio size 1 to 220. And what that means, ratio, is 1 inch in model train size is equal to 220 inches, in the case of Z, to real size. N-scale, 1 to 160, so 1 inch in N-scale is 160 inches in real life size. And uh, so, yes, we we also manufacture Z-scale. And, oh, a locomotive in Z-scale is about maybe not quite 3 inches in length, and it stands about 3 quarters of an inch off the rail, and it's about uh, a little over half an inch in width. What what does it entail making a train to scale with every rivet and every uh, hinge. And it, tell us a little bit about the tooling that's involved in actually manufacturing these trains. Well, we have our own in-house uh, uh, engineering department, and we use uh, desktop AutoCAD uh, for the uh, drafting work. And so we'll take real railroad blueprints of uh, cars, rail cars, and we'll uh, use that as the starting point to uh, take that and put it into the the CAD drawings, the CAD files. Then those are delivered to our tooling department, again in-house, and they'll use that to program uh, what we call a CNC mill, and that is then computer-driven to cut the steel, the the cavities that are used to uh, cast the parts, whether it's the body, the detailed parts such as doors, roof walks, end ladders, the wheels, the couplers, the trucks. A truck is um, what the cars ride on. And then uh, once the, the tooling has been completed and we conduct test shots and evaluate them, and once everything is given the thumbs up, good to go, it's ready for production. 
You're listening to The Ground Floor on JPR. You can find us online at jeffexchange.org. I'm your host, Cynthia Schur, and I'm speaking with Eric Smith, president and CEO of Microtrains in Talent, Oregon. So you do all this tooling and detail work right here in Oregon, or is this? Uh, or do you outsource some of the production of microtrains? 99% is all in-house. We're a, we're a captive turnkey operation here in Talent, not just Oregon, but right here in Talent, Southern Oregon. Uh, we have a 33,000-square-foot uh, building, and we have every department from the, uh, the engineering, as I described a moment ago, the tooling department, which not only makes the molds, tools, and dies, but also... Uh, they make a number, all of, in fact, our assembly jigs and fixtures. We have a plastics department where we cast all of the parts that are made in plastic. Our decorating department is where we paint and then print the cars. Our assembly department is where we put the cars together and box them. In fact, a little sidebar, we even make our own clear jewel cases that each individual car is packaged in. And we have our own die casting department where we cast the metal underframe, which is similar to the chassis of an automobile. And the die cast underframe gives the, the rail car its weight so that it, it is stable and rides well on the rail. In fact, we even uh, take the effort of making sure that our model train rail cars are not only scale size uh, in terms of size of the car, dimensions, but also that they weigh the scale weight of what the real car would weigh. We wow. also have our own um, creative services department where we have graphic artists. We have, of course, customer sales and service. And again, we do everything here in-house. That, that just has to be very unusual these days. Are your competitors, are there other competitors who also produce everything within the country, or do they mostly outsource a lot of their production of their model trains? With the exception of one company, which happens to be right here in Southern Oregon as well, and that's a company called KD Quality Products, and we have a history with them. Uh, but, but everyone else is outsourced over to uh, Asia, Vietnam, China, of course. I understand some work is done down in Mexico, but uh, for the most part, it's us alone doing it all here in-house. And the, during the holiday season, we tend to see a lot of tr- uh, Christmas trees with trains running around them in store windows. And I was just sort of looking up what some of the history of that was. And it was both at around the 1900s, people used to travel by train over the holidays, and that was critical to getting anywhere. And also that children would request train sets for presents at holiday time. And if there was a Christmas tree around, they would start running their model trains around the Christmas tree. And I was curious if you were to take an N-scale train and run it around a tree, how many feet of track would you need? And would, would that be, do you do that at home or is that possible? Well, if you're uh, putting up a train set to run around a, a real full-size tree, Christmas tree, the end scale would be really just a bit too small. Because, oh, okay. again, of the dimensions I described earlier. The, the train around the Christmas tree, I, as you just described, uh, one of the very first train sets, the, the brands, was Lionel trains. Those, of course, are much larger in scale size. Lionel has its own scale ratio size. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, but microtrains, we came out with our own line of what we refer to as micro-seasons. In micro-seasons, we, we take uh, four seasons during the winter months, of course, uh, Christmas, and we have a tabletop and track. And it's a freestanding four-legged table, similar to like a, uh, an end table you might have in your family room. And we have a full circle of end-scale track. And we even have small Christmas trees that you can get anywhere. And it's an ideal way to set up a train set, end-scale, have it around a tree that you can decorate. And, of course, it's off the floor, so it's, it's easily visible, and it's a lot of fun. And so your dog won't eat it. <laughs> exactly. 
So how much space does that take to set up? You know, the, yeah, these tabletops, they're not quite 24 inches square, 24 across each way. And, uh, oh, they're a conventional end table in height. I, I don't know the exact dimension there. So not a lot of room. That's one of the, the uh, features of N-Scale is you can do a lot with your model train empire, as we refer to it, and it doesn't take up more than, say, maybe just a corner of a room. You could have a 4 by 8 sheet, uh, let's say, of plywood or, or surface, and you could have an industry section. You could have the mountains. You could have the, you know, the, the desert, anything that you wanted to replicate in, in that amount of space. And that's and if, one of the... one. Go ahead. Very fun things about model railroading is building your your empire, your your railroad. Got it. And so, if I wanted to see a layout of uh, an N scale or Z scale train, would I just come to Microtrains and Talent? Did, would you give me a tour? I'd be happy to. We welcome uh, tours. It's it's ideal if a person or group can call ahead to arrange it so that we're all prepared. A tour here at Microtrains takes about oh, 45, 50 minutes. And we have a large N-scale layout that was actually built by uh, a local N-scale model railroader, and he donated it to us before he passed away. But it's up and running, and it, it's terrific. It's done it all. He replicated uh, Northern California, the Wairika area. Wow, and probably in painstaking detail, given the detail that's on your trains, I'm guessing the oh, layouts boy. would be just as, as comprehensive. Oh, yes. He, In fact, the story goes that he would actually travel down to Wairika, he'd take a pail, you know, and, and scoop up dirt and debris and use that as the scenicing material to replicate uh, the, you know, the hills and mountains of uh, Northern California. Uh, he uh, incorporated buildings all to scale that actually light up uh, and a lot of track. He has a lumber mill at one end. He's got a little bit of everything. Do people buy um, products directly from you or do they go through hobby shops or how do you know if you wanted to get started in model railroading, where, where would you recommend somebody start? Well, here locally in Southern Oregon, it's kind of ironic, but uh, there are not a lot of um, model train shops, uh, model hobby shops. And so Microtrains, we offer consumer direct sales. Uh, We encourage the public to come in. You can order right here. Uh, We also have online sales via our website. And then uh, throughout the country and even uh, overseas internationally, we have a network of authorized uh, retailers. And we act as our own distributors. So not only do we design, tool, and then manufacture, but we distribute directly to these hobby shops around the country and uh, throughout Canada, over throughout Europe. And that's a, a way for those who live in those areas to, uh, to access our trains. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate talking with you today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it as well. You've been listening to The Ground Floor, JPR's regional business podcast. I'm Cynthia Schur, your host, and you can find this program and more on our website at jeffexchange.org or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 